Hello, my name is Nikki Gay and welcome to this podcast produced by the International Monetary Fund. Since the global financial crisis, there has been much agonizing about the growing inequality found in many parts of the world. Economists Robin Wells and Paul Krugman blame this increasing inequality for a destructive, self-perpetuating spiral of social polarization, growing divisions and crisis. In their essay published in the newly released Occupy Handbook, which analyzes the grassroots Occupy movement, the two authors argue that the response to the crisis continues to be inadequate because it ignores its root cause, America's yawning inequality. In an interview, Robin Wells explained how growing inequality has pervaded all aspects of life. Increasing inequality in the United States has frozen the political apparatus. The economic profession has been woefully inadequate, but appears to lie at the root of the, the lack in the economics profession, is that up until the time of the crisis, we papered over the differences in the profession. We didn't really address income inequality. I wouldn't say it was a taboo topic, but it was sort of, um, we didn't know what to do with it, so we didn't bring it up. Once the crisis hit, once the income inequality became so great that we couldn't ignore, the cracks in the profession became pronounced, and we saw ourselves refighting the old economic questions that had been solved by Keynes back in the 30s, that the economy needs fiscal stimulus. Also, what we saw, not just by Keynes, but also from Irving Fisher, who taught us about debt overhang. Debt overhang is what's keeping this economy stuck. Uh, Households have enormous amounts of debt. The way to solve that would be a direct principal write-down, but we couldn't do that with the banks fighting that tooth and nail and the um, administration being unwilling to take that on. Can you explain to me, and for those who haven't read the book, exactly what the channel of transmission is? How exactly has inequality sort of whistled its way into the politics? There are two questions there. The first question is, how do we get such extreme level of inequality so that we are now back to the, what we call in the United States the Great Gatsby days of right after you know, the World War I? That's a bit of a puzzle. There are various mechanisms by which it could happen. The one, the decline in unions, which tends to level out wages. Some also look at skill, that there's a bigger premium for skill in the economy. But what that really can't explain is this explosion at the very top. The explosion at the very top is not the the 1% pulling away from the 99%, it's the 0.01 pulling away from the rest. Yes, some of that is Steve Jobs, some of that is, um, you know, entrepreneurs in Silicon Valley, but a lot of that is Wall Street. And that, we can say, is a function of deregulation, deregulation that in many ways looks like it was a result of increasing pressure from moneyed interest. So yes, I think one can begin to tie it at least through that channel, to through income inequality, although it's certainly not the only thing. Do you think this problem is just unique to the U.S., or do the same dynamics apply in other countries? We definitely see income inequality going up in other countries. We've certainly seen it go up in the U.K., Brazil, China, you know, India. We'll see this explosion of income inequality. 
What is kind of singles out the United States, though, is that as a long, historically long-term advanced country, that we can't deal with it. Given all that we've said before now, what policies can be adopted to ease inequality and its distorting effect on the economic recovery and on politics in general? Well, first of all, I think we need to do something to, to, to help alleviate the present-day suffering, which is um, overwhelmingly concentrated among the, the, the working class. Um, stimulus, more economic stimulus would do that. You could do that at virtually very, very low-cost money. You could also do it in a way which helps our future growth by investing in school teachers, you know, school buildings infrastructure that's needed very, very badly. The other ways that we can do is we can make sure that health care gets implemented. These are just very basic things to lower the extreme amount of um, anxiety and suffering that people are experiencing in the future. I mean, these are, these are win-win things. We can refuse to renew the Bush tax cuts for the upper income. These policies, not only do they worsen the existing level of income inequality, but they exacerbate it because they make for ever-increasing income at the top. They basically give resources to the top to continue fighting, you know, and that's not lost on them, I'm sure. <laughs> I'm not, I don't have to explain that to them. So we just need to make it a social priority. I mean, one of the reasons that some people attribute to the rise in income inequality is that we as a society, and particularly in the economics profession, thought it was, I wouldn't say we, but I'm just saying generally there was a point of view that was uh, widely accepted that greed is good. Uh, money is the just rewards to, to work and effort. Well, sometimes that's definitely true, but many times, as we see particularly in, in financial markets, it's not. But on the other hand, we, even if it is, we have to counterbalance the effect that it has on our society. Just to finish, this is a very sort of bleak picture that you've left us with. So I want to ask you, do you have anything that gives you hope about the situation changing? I think on the one hand, in order to not be demoralized, you have to understand that these are long-standing forces that we are, we are engaged with. These forces uh, existed before the Great Depression. They were provoked to action again. One has to gird oneself for the longer term and maybe hand off to younger people at some point. And this was Robin Wells, economist and contributor to the Occupy Handbook, speaking on inequality and its repercussions on American society. And to listen to more podcasts, log on to www.imf.org slash podcasts.